What's up, everybody? We are back with the Hot by Happy Hour. Got the original crew with us today. Got Kobe, got Sammy. What's going on, Sammy? Hey, uh, good to be back. Uh, you know, I had, had a little vacation uh, with the family, went on a cruise, and uh, and then we didn't record last week. So it's been a while. It's been almost a month since I was on here. So uh, right now I'm, I'm back on location in uh, lovely Jackson, Mississippi. I'm at the company hotel yet again, so I don't really feel like drinking. And unfortunately, there's a group sitting in the smoking area, so I wasn't able to go out there and have a cigar. However, if I was going to have a cigar, I'd still hit up my friends at Best Cigar uh, Prices and uh, see what they got to offer. Like they, uh, like their name says, they'll stand by that offer. Uh, best cigar prices that you can find. Uh, so anywhere else, they'll price match. And uh, sometimes they'll even give you 10% off. And if you just want 10% off for being a good person, We've always got our promo code going, Sammy Claus, so so use that. Let's see if we can get the Sammy Claus promo code to last all the way until the next Christmas. I'll bet we could. I bet it happens. The only way to, to, to make that happen is to keep using it. That's right. What are you up to, Kobe? I'm just uh, chilling. Uh, I'm not drinking tonight. The I had a lot of drinks yesterday, and I'm, I'm still recovering a little bit. But uh, just chilling, ready to hang out with the original crew again. Hey, can, can, I, can I tell you guys about something that, uh, that happened to me before we go on? I, I should have said this when I first talked. Yeah. So I went on a nice little redneck sightseeing tour this week. I was driving from New Orleans, where I was last week, uh, coming up to, to Jackson. It was on Thursday morning. And as I'm driving up Interstate 55, there's a sign. That says Leonard Skinner Memorial, or yeah, Memorial Monument, something a monument. That's what it is. This exit. I'm not a Leonard Skinner fan, but you know what I want to know about the Leonard Skinner Monument. Yeah. So I felt like it was required to get off the interstate because the monument's going to be right off of it, right? Negative. Negative. <laughs> I'm almost out of gas when I get off at this exit. I follow the signs and I come to find out that it's a 15 minute drive one way to get to said monument. That's it out in the middle of nowhere. When I tell you in the middle of nowhere, fellas, I mean, seriously out in the middle of nowhere. I drove on some gravel roads, some paved roads. <laughs> it was about 50, 50. I drove through cow pastures. And when I say through cow pastures, I mean, legitimately through them on gravel roads where pasture on one side, pasture on the other side, barbed wire fence, and then they get to a big opening that's about 20 feet wide with cattle guards that go across the, sh the road, the gravel road, so that the cows can just come and go to whatever pasture they want. So literally driving through the effing cow pastures, I get to this place, and it's the most stunning monument that you've ever seen. In case you guys want reference, I just sent you a picture. I saw I, it. Uh, I, I saw it when you posted it on Facebook. Yeah, at it. yeah. It's um, it was it was quite the trip, and it's uh, it's pretty amazing. So, redneck sightseeing. I highly recommend it for everybody. I did not run out of gas, but I did put twenty point two gallons of gas into my rental Toyota 4Runner, which I think only has a twenty gallon gas tank. So, if you do the math. I wasn't doing a very good job of uh, of 
of a uh, fuel consumption monitoring there. I feel like you were pretty low. Yeah, yeah, I think I was too. And all I could think was, so I'm on my way from one job site to my office in Jackson, Mississippi. What would it have? What would that conversation have sounded like had I called my boss and been like, "Hey, man, I'm not going to be up to Jackson in time. What is that? I ran out of gas. I just ran out of gas. You were on the interstate. Well, I wasn't. I was going to visit the Leonard Skinner monument <laughs> in Easley, Mississippi. <laughs> yeah, that conversation wouldn't have gone over very well. <laughs> sorry, oh sorry, fellas. I, I digressed and took, and took my time back. So, Quinn, what's going on with you, buddy? Uh, you know, we're hanging out. Enjoyed the week off there. Um, yeah, so this craziest thing going on in my life right now. So last, this last weekend, I was supposed to go, um, supposed to go call a hockey tournament, uh, for the CHMA, uh, championship wound up not going because the league could no longer afford to pay for my hotel where the tournament was being held. <laughs> Fantastic. Now, now, Kobe, I know, you know, where this tournament was, and there is a reason why all of a sudden the hotels were very expensive. Um, Sammy, you want to guess where in the world this weekend in America, they tried to have a hockey tournament this last weekend. Yep. So my first guess, my first guess doesn't make any sense, but it's in my mind would be New Orleans because it was first week of Mardi Gras, but that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's it's all like Pittsburgh, West Virginia, and Ohio based teams. So oh, okay, all right, um, buddy. I, oh, Cleveland. Yep, sure was. They tried. They had it in Cleveland. Fantastic. Good planning, fellas. Yep. So I wound up having a very clear weekend in which I did nothing. For those of you that don't know, the NBA All-Star Game was in Cleveland. Yep. Yeah, I, I don't I don't get the decision-making or planning there, uh, or lack thereof, for that matter. Um, but of course, you know, as, it is, as has been the case for, what, the last month and a half, I'm drinking a sublimely self-righteous in my sublimely self-righteous class. Well, you're nothing but consistent, buddy. True. Um, yeah, so... Hey, what, what other thing I got to tell you about? When I was on my cruise, I, uh, I did run into a guy that listened to the pod. Oh, shit. Yeah, I made that up. That could be true. Oh, that would have been cool. I, I just wanted to see you get really excited, Quinn, because I knew <laughs> what would happen. <laughs> I was about to say... We average like 40 to 50 listeners. If they're just so happened to you got recognized on a cruise, that'd have been nuts. It did happen, but you got as excited as I expected you to. Was <laughs> It's like when, uh, I never knew when I worked at, uh, the radio station out here, I never knew like how many people actually like listened and shit. And then I was just like walking down high street or something one day. And some dude was like, Oh, you're on the radio. Like recognize my face from the website. I was like, that was like the first time I'd ever been like recognized in public for having done something. It was just such a cool feeling. So my question is what kind of weird stalker goes to a radio website? Uh, we do like give, giveaways and shit. Oh, okay. All right. Maybe you want to find the phone number to call in something. I don't know. Fair enough. But yeah. Um, and we had like an... an we had an Instagram page too. And I was, I was in a few pictures on there. So 
Could have been from that as well. There were opportunities this year. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, for the, uh, for the show today, uh, we're going to do a real quick Super Bowl recap. I mean, at this point it's been, you know, two weeks. We'll, we'll give a little recap on, uh, some of our thoughts from the game. Uh, and then we're going to talk, uh, it's time to shift into off season mode. So we'll talk some, uh, upcoming free agents and what we think their landing spot would be and what we think, you know, could happen with their fantasy value, uh, with them potentially changing teams. Then I don't know. We might talk about some other stuff in the wide world of sports. The Olympics are going on. Baseball's not going on. Um, hockey and basketball are, you know, kind of getting towards the end of their seasons. So talk a bit about that. Of course, Sammy's number one bullshit's back. Got a prime beef and I'll have a music moment for you. Y'all ready to go? Let's do it, buddy. Let's go. All right. So Super Bowl Sunday, obviously Rams win Cooper cup, Super Bowl MVP. Um, Y'all got any takeaways that, you know, you think maybe haven't been brought up by a lot of people, anything you really want to throw into the Super Bowl talk? So I'm not super passionate about anything. I think it's kind of been talked to death. Uh, but one thing I do want to just point out, you know, we talked, everybody's talked about the Jalen Ramsey uh, offensive pass interference where he got his, uh, his face mask pulled <laughs> on the long touchdown. The one thing that I think a lot of people have failed to recognize is that had that not happened, I think Jalen Ramsey would have intercepted that ball. He was in perfect position to intercept that ball. His head was around. I, I honestly think that not only would he have broken it up, but he would have picked it. I mean, I think it was that big of a play. I just don't think anybody has recognized that or talked about it. Yeah. The, the, my biggest disappointment from the game is that Aaron Donald didn't have a strip sack at four minutes and 13 seconds remaining in the second quarter. Was it, was that the take? I think that was the time I gave it was, it was low four minutes left in the second quarter. Honestly, Aaron Donald strip sack. He's going to scoop and score it, but he's not going to make it. So he's going to lateral it to Ramsey. It's the most nonsensical thing you've ever heard. I hope someone went and tried to bet that. I, uh, I'd be willing to bet. He at least got a pressure at that exact point. It's possible. He had a, he had a pressure basically on every 80, passing down. Yeah. On yeah. 88. And I think it was. That's absolutely insane, dude. Also, did you hear the uh, the soundbite from McVeigh at the very on that fourth and one yeah. at the end? Kobe, yeah. did you hear it? Yeah, Aaron Donald's gonna make. He goes, a he goes play. Aaron's gonna make a play. When sure as shit. Also, I just love it when memes become a reality. The meme from last off season where it was showing um, it's like Joe Burrow with Sewell blocking, throwing the ball to literally anyone. Yeah, yeah, Joe Burrow with Jamar Chase, and he's getting hit, and the ball's falling short. And then it, and then the next picture is the freaking Super Bowl. Well, buddy, we we talked about this at the draft. Yeah, I know we did. That's and it literally was a meme at draft day, and now yep. it actually became a reality. I love it. Yeah, he got what? What did he end up getting hit or getting sacked thirty-two times? Is that what I had heard? It was a in lot. In his four playoff games, I mean that seems crazy. That's eight. eight uh, no, it games. was a, It was twenty three, I think, because it was okay. seven in the Super Bowl, nine against the Titans, and then another three times, another three, so nineteen. Okay, still a lot for four games. Oh yeah, that's you only named three games though, but sure. All right, I mean it's, we're we're getting we're getting up there either way. Yeah, it's no, a lot. I, I mean three from the other two games. Oh, okay. Yeah. Come on now. 
And when you I talk about was... a quarterback getting sacked 16 times in two games, that's insanity. That Let's really talk is. about 70 times in 22. That Well, uh, if you're a Bengals fan or, you know, in the Bengals coaching staff, I think you know what your offseason need is. Lo and behold, it's the same as last year. <laughs> that, that's true. Um, it's the exact same thing. You know, fuck it. Go draft a receiver. <laughs> um, yeah, and then, so, does anyone else have I'll anything put, else uh, to toss in here on the Super Bowl real quick? Well, I'll say the biggest weakness on that Bengals O-line is obviously Quentin Spain. And the reason I know that is because I, I know his name that many times. You don't hear O-lineman's name unless they're, unless they're fucking up. Yep, and I mean, hmm. there's a picture out there of Aaron Donald two yards past you, and you're still blocking air. Uh, we've got a problem. Yep, that's it's not good. Hey, so I will ask something Super Bowl related. What did you guys think about that initial Aaron Donald and Sean McVay, we may retire thing? Well, I, I mean, I think the Sean McVay stuff was – all bullshit from rip um leverage for contract yeah i don't i mean if you're aaron donald it's like i wouldn't fault him obviously he's have the proof type of situation exactly you're already considered one of the greatest defensive presences ever and you just were a major piece in your team winning a ring What's left? Yeah. Do good yeah, enough I'm to actually of, win MVP? I'm in the I'm in the same place. I thought that McVeigh was I, I thought it was BS. You know, I don't know if it was contract related or you know, maybe he just spoke without really thinking, but I didn't think there was any chance he was walking away. Aaron no. Donald, I could have seen. We've seen a Barry Sanders or a Calvin Johnson, uh, some other people walk away walk away uh, early in their careers when they still had a lot left. Yeah. Keekly really recently. Mm-hmm. Why is my wife calling during a podcast? What's wrong with her? Or who was the, uh, was it Navarro Bowman or Patrick Willis? It was one of those two Niners linebackers that retired really young. It was Patrick Willis. Yeah. I think Navarro Bowman was forced to retire. Yeah. And then they had that, uh, that kid that was like a dominant force for like a year and a half and then just retired. At linebacker. Oh, Patrick Willis. I might be wrong with that, Patrick Willis. Either way, I, yeah, I, you're right, though. There, there have been instances where people just walk away early. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it could happen. Um, yeah, so players that aren't walking away yet, but they are walking to a new home, potentially, some upcoming free agents. Um, Got some quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends, you know, players that are impactful to your world of fantasy football. Uh, All of them are upcoming UFAs. So obviously they could still get signed before free agency actually starts. But as of right now, they will be hitting the open market. Uh, We'll start with quarterbacks. Uh, Quarterback market is about as barren as the draft market at the quarterback position this season. But there are a few names worth at least throwing out there. Uh, first one being Jameis Winston. You think he finds a new home? Or is he going back to Nolens? Sammy? Yeah, I think he's going to find an, a new home. I don't really have a place for him. Uh, I think wherever he ends up going, he walks in as the backup. 
And it might be a situation where a team takes a, uh, takes a rookie quarterback and, you know, maybe they start Winston for a couple games or just use that veteran insurance policy, kind of like Teddy Bridgewater was uh, for, for Locke when they traded for him over the summer. Uh, so, like I said, I don't really have a place for him because I think he's going to be a backup and it's all going to be based on, on, on money and value uh, where he could go. Kobe? I think he's going to find a new home. I think he's going to Indy. They're oh, ditching. Well, Wentz comp- competition or? Well, I, there, there's a lot of talk that Wentz is not coming back. Yep. I have, I have been seeing that as well. So they're replacing Wentz. Like that. And, and even their GM, I can't remember the exact quote, but Adam Rank wrote right under it not a, not a sparkling or not a raving review. So Wentz is out of there. I think Winston goes in. Maybe they do a quarterback battle. I think I could see them trying to do something like that. You know, actually, you know, maybe light a fire under Wentz's ass a little bit. Um, yeah, I actually think uh, Jameis might wind up going back to New Orleans. I think he was successful enough there. Um, I don't know. New Orleans is such a shit show. He can't go back to New Orleans. They have no money or a coach. Um, that was that was what I was thinking. No money. Yeah, they're. I think I also think that's why Sean Payton walked away is he saw the fucking shit storm that was about to hit New Orleans and realized he didn't want to be a part of it. Was um, he the GM? Was he the GM there? Do you guys know? I don't think he was the GM, but I, I don't think he was. I mean, he definitely had a say in some of the decision process. I would say though. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he did that. Uh, I just didn't know if, if he, you know, made that bed and then decided not to lie in it. That's right. Dug some other poor fucker's grave. Um, but yeah, I could see, I could even see Jameis Winston going somewhere like Washington. I think that might be a decent fit for him. I've actually heard Pittsburgh mention. There's a, uh, there's another quarterback actually on my list that I'm going to point out to Pittsburgh. Um, but it's not, it's not this one either. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Um, uh, does he maybe go back to Denver uh, or, you know, Aaron Rodgers going to Denver, but yeah. Uh, Teddy two gloves, Kobe, you think he's going somewhere? You think he's going back to Denver? He, it looks like Aaron Rodgers is going back to uh, green Bay. So Denver's looking quarterback. I don't know if they're thinking Bridgewater. I, I, I don't know that I could see him going anywhere. It's 50, 50, whether he stays or goes, I think the, only other team that might want to might be Pittsburgh. You know, they want a mobile type quarterback. Um, he's pretty good scramble passer. He's considered a pocket passer. Is he considered a pocket passer? Really? Oh yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. He's not very, mo- very mobile, especially after the knee. And, and you don't want him being mobile because he can't take a hit to the head. Or the knee. Or the knee. Or the knee. <laughs> Or the other probably. knee or the chest or probably one of his arms. <laughs> he was born with glass bones and paper skin. Mr. Glass. <laughs> then maybe I see him going as a back backup somewhere else or um, staying in Denver as the backup. I don't know. Well, that's what I do want to say about Teddy. It, I, I don't have a specific place for him to go, but what I do, what I do feel like with Teddy is he's one of those quarterbacks you can plug into like any system and he's not going to do good, but he's not going to be bad. 
he's mediocre and you know what you're getting and it doesn't matter what scheme he goes into you're getting mediocrity sammy you got anything for uh teddy i think he goes back between those two quarterbacks that were there last year they obviously like teddy more uh granted lock is still on his rookie contract but i think you can get bridgewater free sign there for the right price and then they can, it's not going to scare away somebody like an Aaron Rodgers if that's who they think they want to get. Which, speaking of Aaron Rodgers and what you said earlier, Kobe, I just want to point out four weeks ago when we had a discussion about Aaron Rodgers and I said, I'm over 50% sure that he's going to go back to Green Bay. Both of you jerks scoffed at me. I still don't think he's going back. So I just want to point that out. Oh, my bad. You know what? <laughs> I feel better. I feel better now. Do you do you feel better? That's, that's what I was looking for. My opinion hasn't changed until I see his name on a dotted line. I'm thinking he's going elsewhere. Quinn's um, doubling down, huh? Yep. I don't want him to go to Denver. Trust me, I don't want to have to deal with the Chargers seeing him and Mahomes twice a year. But I think he's going to. Man, that I, would suck. I did see. Uh, God, I don't remember who it was that said it, and I still don't know how much I agree with it. Uh, but. It was, uh, it was like somebody with NFL Network or ESPN or something uh, when there were these rumors starting to start up about uh, about Rodgers going to Denver, posted on Twitter, said, yeah, Aaron Rodgers would go to Denver and be the third best quarterback in that division. I was like, God, even, even if it's not true, the fact that that take can even be made and you immediately you think about it. Yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if I think Derek Carr is better than him. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, that's actually a disgusting group of quarterbacks in the AFC West if Rodgers goes there. Also, just to like look at a division of QBs, and you would be able to say with certainty, Derek Carr is the worst quarterback in that division, and Carr's not bad. Carr's yeah. coming off a 4,000-yard season? Exactly. Like, And he would literally be the worst QB in the AFC West if Rodgers went to Denver. Guys, you know how old Derek Carr is? Any Any, any thoughts? 27. I was about to say he had like 28. He's 30. What? Yeah. I saw that during the season and I thought, dude, he does not seem like he's 30. I was about to say, I, just, I don't I, feel like what year did he come in? How old was he when he was a rookie? Cause I don't feel like he's he, been around that long. He must've been 22, 20. No, this is like his eighth year. Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm going numbers off the top of my head from months ago. So if you're checking it, I'm going to right now. Yeah. It's something like that though, dude quality content it's all it's always best when the host is on google yeah, yeah it's yeah. not even how you spell his name <laughs> i was close enough it got yeah. me there he's 30 yeah 38 years yeah. experience yeah he's 30 yeah he's been in the league eight years so yeah he came in at 22 i just didn't realize that he had played eight seasons the last quarterback i got on the list here um and this is the one that i have pegged to go to pittsburgh uh tyrod taylor I think my thoughts on it, I think the Steelers would be, if they're going to look to draft quarterback uh, based on where they're at in the draft, I th I've got them bringing in uh, Malik Willis out of Liberty. Um, and I think Tyrod would be the perfect guy for Willis to sit behind for one season. Uh, it's a good veteran presence. They're going to have somewhat similar styles of play. And then Willis steps in the next year. Sammy? I don't know. With this one, I just kind of struck my shoulders and say, I don't know, and I'm not really too invested in it. You know, Tyrod's going to – wherever he goes, he's going to be a backup. 
uh, with with potential to have to spot start here and there. So I could see him going to a position, just like you said, where there's a rookie quarterback coming in and he's supposed to be the mentor and all that. I could see that again. Same time, I could see him do this, do that in Houston with Davis Mills if they think that Davis Mills has a has a chance to to become a starter. So that's a long-winded way of saying I don't know with Tyrod Taylor. I I I wouldn't even be surprised if he was out of the league. Yeah, I do have to say this because I said it earlier today, and I feel like Kobe was about to steal it. Um, so there is the the Tyrod curse, and this is also why you would want him in Pittsburgh is Tyrod Taylor is cursed to get a starting gig over a rookie quarterback and he will get hurt. And then that rookie quarterback will step in and steal his starting job. We've seen it happen at three situations in a row. So if you're Pittsburgh, go bring in Tyrod, get Malik Willis. Tyrod gets hurt week four. Malik Willis wins the starting job. Kobe. Kobe. I wasn't going to steal it. I don't think uh, Tyrod's going to go into Pittsburgh. I, I think the two thereafter probably Mariota or Trubisky is my guess. But Tyrod, uh, I, I think he probably ends up not in the league. I mean, as you've mentioned, Quinn, he's gotten hurt at the last three locations he's been. Granted, one was very much so not his fault. I did take a needle to the lung. I'm not saying people won't be looking to sign him <laughs> as their backup. He's just laughing. That's, I'm not saying people aren't looking to sign him. I think maybe he might not be looking to sign anywhere anymore. Now, here's one. We got four guys who feel like either A, are going to be starters wherever they go, or B, will become part of a committee system. Uh, and a strong one at that because they're all very solid backs. Uh, running backs. Uh, the biggest name at running back that's hitting the open market this offseason, Leonard Fournette. Uh, Sammy. Yeah, I think I think that Tampa team kind of falls apart uh, with a lot of those big name players going elsewhere. Uh, I mean, they do they do have a little bit more breathing room under the cap with uh, with Brady not being there, so that is nice, but. Yeah, I think he's going to go somewhere else, find a different situation. Where that may be, I don't know. I think we're going to see a very interesting running back shuffle this year so or this offseason. So, uh, again, I don't really have a, a landing spot for him, but I don't think he's going to be back at Tampa. Or Kobe? What about Philly? Have him and Miles Sanders together? I think that'd be a good combo. Yeah, and, you know, QN, Jalen Hurts is uh... – uh, running abilities too. I actually saw an interesting thing uh, earlier today about Jalen Hurts and his, the similarity of his first full season starting and Michael Vick's. Their stats were uh, eerily similar, something like that. I don't know. I didn't necessarily agree with the connection, but the stats were like weirdly huh. close. Hmm. Jalen Hurts actually had more rushing touchdowns and more passing touchdowns and less interceptions. Interesting. Yeah, I could, I could see him in Philly. I do kind of like that landing spot. I couldn't, only because they have so many needs defensively. I don't think they would want to pay him. It's also true. I, yeah. That, he knows that I he's the top running back in the uh, open market. That's right. I think you're going to have to overpay for him. Or overpay for what they want to pay. Yeah. 
See, I don't know where I have Leonard Fournette going. Um, yeah, it's it, it's weird because like there aren't like I could see him maybe going to like Houston, maybe like. And that's I, that's a team I thought of. The Jets are a team I thought of. Yeah. But with, if you're Leonard Fournette, you know you've had a taste of success. Do you want to go slum it? at a franchise like that, or would you rather try to find a similar landing spot to Tampa? Yeah. And when you think about it, there just aren't any really. Yeah. Like I can't really think of a team that I would think be like, man, if they had a Leonard Fournette, they, you know, that'd really help push them towards the Super Bowl. Well, what if the um, 49ers, like what if they got a big uh, running back? Like Debo. Yeah, but Debo is a wide receiver and a running back. <laughs> uh, and the main reason Debo have no running backs. Also, main- if you're the 49ers, though, why would you pay for a running back? It doesn't. It, clearly, it doesn't matter whoever the yeah. fuck you put back there. It doesn't. Did you hear what I said? The, Car- the Cardinals have no running backs currently on the roster. That is true, yeah. Yeah, so I could – the Cardinals, I could see going after some. Honestly, you could kind of check off the Cardinals for any back of the four that I've got here. Yeah. Because they're they're gonna be looking for either bringing a, a guy back or bringing in a new face. Next up on uh, on the list here, Melvin Gordon. Um, Kobe, you got anything on it? I mean, I guess we kind of talked about all all the top. Uh landing spots the fact of the matter is those are the only teams i could think of that need a running back at all so it's you know probably all the same teams yeah sammy you got anything uh anything special on bill yeah for me i think i could see him at a spot like seattle uh where you you bring in a veteran running back because chris carson can't stay healthy uh he's chris you still say chris carson's your lead back but uh you know melvin gordon's kind of that insurance policy yeah. In that case. Hey, one other landing spot I thought of uh, for Fournette. What about Buffalo? I could see Buffalo. I could. I, um, there's actually, uh, there's another back on this list that I had pegged for Buffalo. Okay. Fair enough. Well, let's keep moving then. Yeah. Uh, there is a weird rumor circulating about Melvin Gordon going back to the Chargers, which I don't know how I feel about. Why? Why would the Chargers take him back? I mean, you don't need him. Well, the Chargers do need an RB too. I think the Chargers will get a cheaper running back in free agency. It was something that Brandon Staley. I'd rather get a. Go ahead. I, I, uh, there are other guys like I think uh, I would really like for them to go after like a Rashad Penny in free agency. But um, is it something that Brandon Staley talked about? Was the team needing a solid RB two play out of somebody? Because, like, they have all these different, like, guys, and none of them could establish themselves as a good RB, too. So, definitely something to watch for them to try to fix this offseason. I'd, I'd rather go young and cheap in that situation upon the Chargers than, than old with a lot of miles on his legs and probably overpay Melvin Gordon. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want them to go after any of these top-end guys. Like I said, I really like Rashad Penny going to the Chargers. Uh, but this is the guy I have pegged for Buffalo. Cordero Patterson, I think him with in that offense, almost another wide receiver, but also with a good rushing upside would be really scary in that Buffalo offense. What do you think, Sammy? 
I don't know. Uh, I mean, he's just, you, you've almost got to use him in gimmicky ways or just holistically come up with a weird offense to use him in kind of like the, uh, the Falcons did this year where, you know, they moved them all around. And again, it's, I don't want to say it's gimmicky because he was playing regular positions, but you just don't really see that as often, you know, I guess maybe with Debo this year, it was a little bit more prevalent. I don't know, man. I just don't know if you can count on him to be an impact running back year to year. He's getting older also. Yeah. That, that's what I was gonna say. You said Debo. What if he went to San Fran? I guess that would be, be that might be the best scheme fit for him. That's actually exactly what I was thinking is what if the 49ers had two Debo's pretty much. Yeah. I'm still going to put my money on him going back. I think that would be the best fit for him. And that's the type of like gimmicky shit that Shanahan always does. Yeah. I kind of like him there. I'm actually convincing myself more and more that, that it'll work out. I'd actually, God, I'd really love to see that. Cordero Patterson and that fucking offense. Technically, you have five wide receiver sets and two of the guys can line up in the backfield. Yeah, like you could come out in a five wide and you could motion, you could literally motion them both into the backfield and run a split back all of a sudden. Yeah. It would definitely make substitutions difficult for the defense. That's for sure. It'd be a nightmare defensively. Um, Last guy I've got here on a running backs that I've wanted to, that I thought were enough of a fantasy impact to talk about here. Chase Edmonds. Um, I'm going to do mine first. Cause mine's really easy. He's going back to Arizona. I, I, I liked him in Arizona. I think he likes being in Arizona. He'll wind up going back. Kobe. I agree with you whole uh, completely because of the two run, running backs in Arizona, that are free agents. James Conner is also free agent. Conner is going to be the one that's not going to get re-signed if they don't both get re-signed. But let's say, just to be different, they're not re-signing Edmonds. I think they're spending a lot of money on a running back anyway. Maybe they go get Fournette or Melvin Gordon or, or, or whoever. But let's say Edmonds is a free agent. You know, um, That might be the right um, scheme fit. And with the Chargers, maybe? I don't know. I don't think he's as... My big thing is I think if the Chargers go after anyone, they're going to want a more Thunder to Eckler's lightning. But yeah, I don't Uh, don't know. Running backs are so tough because teams are weird. They'll just add another guy to throw into a committee. Um, Sammy? Yeah, I uh, I actually think... This is me personally. I think nothing based off Twitter or, or rumors. I think... James Conner is, is better there. That's my personal thought uh, back in, in Arizona. So with that said, I think Edmonds is going to go somewhere else. And uh, I could see him becoming the, maybe that number two to Javante Williams in Denver, where, you know, he's going to get some burn. Uh, he's just enough of a difference, different type of back than, than Javante that uh, I think that could work, but also see him someplace like Kansas city where Ooh. he's proven, he's proven with Arizona, his versatility, and uh, they have running back problems, man. CEH has not been very good the last couple of years. Uh, Williams has been inconsistent. You know, it's just, it's almost like a running back by committee due to just poor performance, not like a planned thing there in Kansas City. You can see them taking a flyer on the Chase Edmonds. You can see it, yeah. 
Now, when it comes to free agency this offseason, there is one position that is very interesting, and it's wide receiver, uh, mainly because if not w- the best, one of the best wide receivers is set to hit the open market in Devontae Adams. Uh, Sammy. He stays. They franchise him. Kobe. Sammy, you made it boring. Sorry, dude. But, but yeah, same shit. Yeah, I, I got it. Yeah, he's going back to Green Bay. He, they're not going to let him get away. Um, yeah, we'll keep it with the boring. Next up, I got Mike Williams. He'll be a charger again next year. If they can't sign, work out a long-term deal, they'll franchise tag him as well. When Justin Herbert comes out and says he wants to keep playing with Mike, you make that happen. Kobe? Yeah, he's probably staying a charger, but even if he doesn't, he's getting a job almost immediately. Every uh, He'd be a scheme fit on basically every team with his skill set. I will throw out, I guess, if he was to hit the open market. Uh, I got Mike Williams pegged to go to Cleveland if he hits the open market. Sammy? Yeah, uh, I'll say the same, but I will say Philly if he hits the open market. Right. And I don't think I don't think he would work out everywhere. Uh, so I'm going to kind of contradict you there, Kobe. He just seems like one of those guys that performs really well at certain places, and you think that he's plug and play. Like we've seen this in the past. David Boston was one. I mean, he was one where you thought he could just go any any team and just be awesome, and that wasn't the case. I mean, partly because he was on juice and his steroid cycles probably <laughs> didn't didn't work out accordingly. But Mike Williams, for whatever reason, just kind of reminds me of that type of player where we, we think that his skill set can translate very easily and it just doesn't. The other thing is to look at like, even back in college, the kind of quarterbacks Mike Williams has had. I mean, he went from Deshaun Watson to Phillip rivers to Justin Herbert. It's all been quarterbacks that are very willing to chuck his ass the ball 40, 50 yards downfield and let him just try to go get one. If he goes somewhere where a quarterback isn't willing to do that, we might not see the same kind of output that we're expecting. So I was about to use Miami as my example. And when you say that, it fits perfectly. Mm-hmm. I couldn't, I couldn't see him going to Miami and doing the damn thing. Yeah. Um, next up, uh, Michael Gallup looking like he's set to hit the open market. Sammy, what do you think? I don't know, man. I don't think he comes back, but again, this is another one where I'm going to kind of shrug my shoulders and say, okay, I think he ends up going somewhere. And at best is a three, a number three receiver. So, I, it's to me, it's more just Dallas wants to wants to move on. Wouldn't want to pay the guy. Kobe, Kobe. New England. They don't have a lot of great wide receivers there. Michael Gallup, pretty quick guy. What runs a four four five? That how'd you figure that one out, Kobe? Quinn put it up on the screen, and I assumed. He- <laughs> for me to say it but now no that i was looking it up for for uh trying to figure out if he th- if he would might go where i thought he could go and my answer is no um but yeah but i think i think uh michael gallup will be pretty affordable for bill belichick to go grab him well, so we now know belichick is not afraid to throw a shit ton of money out in free agency Yeah, and he's got extra cap space since his starting quarterback stone rookie deal. So yep, yep. And he's got, uh, you know, like the the big thing for New England is J.C. Jackson's a UFA. So they gotta they gotta deal with that too. 
but yeah, I could see Gallup going there. I actually do like that fit. The reason I was looking is because the chargers are looking for a, or at least should be looking for a faster uh, wide receiver three option, but I don't think Gallup's that answer. I was curious to see if he was, mm-hmm. you know, lower four fours or even four threes, but he's no, not. When they went, when they went three wide receiver sets, he played on the outside. He's yeah. not that he's not that inside quick burner type dude. Oh, speaking of Cowboys receivers, we're, this pod's just going to be all over the place and we'll just keep going. Uh, speaking of Cowboys receivers, did you hear about the uh, stuff that came out about Kyler today and that rumor? I didn't. The rumor well, is that he went to the front office and demanded that they make a trade for CD Lamb. That's absurd. I can't. Yeah. I, I, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. Like, if that's real, what the fuck? Like, it's not even like a, I would love it if you went and got Michael Gallup or, you know, Allen Robinson out of free agency. You know, you know, it was go trade for this guy. What? Is it the college connection? Is that what he's, he's up about? Up, you know, I don't even reconnect. know. Is they were college teammates? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think you're right, but. Yeah, that just seemed so absurd to me. I was like, you know what? I got to mention this. Yeah, I'm going to throw a bullshit flag on that. Yeah. Um, Last receiver up here. Thought he was going to be a free agent last year. He wasn't. Uh, Allen Robinson. There's no way that he gets tagged by the Bears again. I mean, they just tagged him to not throw him the ball this season. Uh, Could it be? Yeah, that was that was pretty disappointing. Uh, you know, we were, you and I were both really high, high and I think Sammy was too high, high on Robin. I traded a couple leagues. I, I did trade for him. I had him in a few leagues, yeah. Yeah, so we were all high on him, and then he just never got targeted. Um, I don't know where he goes. I, I honestly just don't. It's going to be to the highest bidder because I think uh, Devontae is going to end up staying. He's never going to hit the open market. So Allen Robinson's probably going to be the, the the biggest name to end up on the free market. Yeah, I, I'm with you. What do you think, Sammy? Yeah, so so this is a guy that I think has a skill set that could almost be plug and play anyway, anywhere, with the exception of apparently the Bears <laughs> based on <laughs> last year. So I think you could put him on 31 different teams and – and he could have a, a good season. Uh, where specifically he goes, the first place that jumped in my mind, and I don't know why, was uh, was the Saints, because I think they're going to try be trying to replace Michael Thomas, and I think he wants that wide receiver one position, so I could see him stepping into New Orleans. Obviously, the quarterback situation and how everything plays out would have some bearing on that, but I, uh, I could see him going there, and, and like I said, it kind of speaks to the ego of wanting to be the wide receiver one. Yeah, I could see. Actually, um, it's funny. It's a couple of the teams we mentioned when we were talking Mike Williams. The Eagles, I could see wanting to go after someone like Allen Robinson. I could see him going somewhere like Cleveland. I mean, like like Sammy said, you could probably take his skill set and plug it in anywhere. But there are a few teams that I feel like they think they're closer. Uh, he Like, wherever he goes – I think he's going to want to go somewhere where he can be like, I was the reason this team became a playoff team or a contender. Yeah. The ego, the ego piece. Exactly. 
I'd like, to see him, I'd like to see him stay in division, go to either the Vikings or the, the Packers. I think that would be cool. Bro, the Packers could go after him. Like, that could be like their, hey, Aaron, look, you're going to want to stay, like, thing. We finally got you a receiver. I agree. Also, Devontae Adams and Allen Robinson would be a very scary pair. <laughs> I'm, like, worried. Like, it's giving me anxiety. That's fucking. Yeah. That'd be the... And that'd just be awful for everybody. He goes to the Lions, replaces Galladay. Listen, if Stafford couldn't <laughs> win playoff games, I don't think Goff and Robinson's going to do it either. <laughs> oh, God. Um, last thing we got here for uh, free agent guys. Um, this is I, – I, I'll just be abrupt with both of them. I don't think either one actually hits the open market. Welcome to the tight end thing where uh, if you don't have one of the good ones in fantasy, you're fucked. Uh, Mike Gusecki. Sammy? I think he leaves. Uh, I don't think he's anything special, so why pay him a second contract? Kobe? Um, Yeah, I think he's just going to stay in Miami. Yeah. Sounds team-friendly deal. Yeah, I, I don't think. I, I I think, like I said, I think they're both staying. The other one that I've got that was worth talking about is Dalton Schultz. Kobe? Yeah, he's staying. Sammy? Oh, 100% agree he's staying. Yeah. What about Ertz, what about Ertz though? Oh, yeah, Ertz. Ertz. I didn't want to mention Zach Ertz. Um, yeah, I'll throw it out there right now. He's going to – he's gonna, he's a Charger. That seems like the exact kind of player that the Chargers are wanting to – because it was a rumored trade at the deadline that the Chargers wanted him. And they didn't get him. And now Jared Cook's out the door. Um, so yeah, I could see I could see the Chargers going after him and trying to fill that void that way. I th- and I also think he's gonna they're gonna overpay for him because he's gonna wind up being the best tight end on the open market. Kobe? He stays a cardinal, I think. Could that's could. what I that's what I think. I think two years twenty. Yeah. That takes him to what, 34? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. the rumored uh, AAV for his contract is about 10 million. Okay. That's that's like the expected market value that uh, Zach Ertz will command. Yeah, I, I I could see him resigning. They they needed him anyway. They traded to they traded for him for a reason. So yep. Um is there anybody else that is an upcoming UFA that one of y'all wanted to bring up real quick. Not that I have off the top of my head, dude. Yeah. I think I feel like I've hit the, the bigger names of the groups. Oh, uh, Juju. I mean, I don't know how big you guys would consider him somewhere else, but. I still still think the best thing that could happen for Juju is staying in Pittsburgh. What would you guys trade for Juju? In a dynasty league. Mm. And I'll tell you the reason I'm asking, since you guys are thinking about it. Probably got an offer sitting on your table, don't I, you? No, no, no. I got an offer during the season. Uh, somebody offered me a 2022 second rounder for Juju. It's funny. That's and what I was I, about to say was a second. I said smash accept. Because my thought process is, it's a crapshoot, whatever I can get in the second round. And it was going to be mid mid to late second round. So I was like, it's a crapshoot what I can get at that point. 
I know that Juju has been productive in the past, so I may as well go ahead and do that. Yeah, that's that's about what I was going to say is what I would offer as a second, like a mid-second. Yeah. Which, uh, what, where would you feel better? Would, would you rather just kept the pick or would you have uh, would you taken Juju? Uh, I'm more thinking like what I would offer for Juju. Uh, I would offer second. a second for him because I also don't like this draft class. I've, I've said that many of times. That was the other piece of that. I got some guys I like that are further down the board, but they're not that far down the board. Yeah. That's a, speaking of draft picks. Hey, Sammy, you want to trade uh, looking to package deal Saquon Barkley in the first overall pick? We can have a talk. Yeah. Tried to get Kobe to part with Eckler. Okay. He wouldn't do it. What do you think about that trade, actually, Sammy? Eckler for the first overall pick in Saquon. I'd have taken it. Which league? The league that I'm in with you guys? Yeah. I I probably would have taken it. Yeah, I think I would have. Did you see that I traded Javante, by the way? I probably would, yeah, yeah. I probably would have tried to pump some more, something else out of you, but I would have been satisfied with that. I'm sure I'm going to get comments from the fucking peanut gallery that I said I'm going to try to pump something out of you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I uh, you traded away Javante, right? Yeah, I traded Javante and a second for CMC. Yeah, two, it was 2 1. Yeah. I think. Um, I think I would have stuck with Javante to be honest. I thought about it because he also offered um, it was three one and Saquon for CMC, which I thought about that too. I had them both sitting there. Oh, I would have done that in a heartbeat, dude. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I have an awkward amount of faith in Saquon to bounce back. Okay, that makes one of. I'm us. either I'm either going to look like an idiot if Javante also, I don't think Javante is going to be as alone in that backfield as people think. I think they bring in somebody else that winds up being a committee system still. Yeah, could be. I still think he ends up taking the lead role. Mm-hmm. I think he's a lead role, but I don't think he's, I, I still think there's a, n- another running back that's vulturing carries. Yeah. And like to the, to the point, like right now he's the only guy there. I think his value is higher right now than it will be say week seven. All right. Yeah, I, I, I think I would have I would have gone the, the the Javante side of that, but yeah. My my biggest thought my biggest thought of it was my biggest thought was if CMC and Saquon go both get back into like the form that we've seen them in, and I have them both at the same time, holy shit, that's a scary running back pair. Yeah, but at some point you get to, you get to the point where these injuries aren't flukes anymore. Damn it, let me believe. Hey man, <laughs> we're te- the way I look at it is I was already last in the league. It's not like it can get worse. Uh, that is true. That is true. <laughs> so what else you guys got today? Uh, I got, I got something interesting in the world of baseball that uh, came out that I did want to, that I did want to mention. I talked about it with uh, Kobe earlier. So the uh, Washington nationals, you know, sold their soul, uh, for youth at the trade deadline last year before the MLB lockout, they offered Juan Soto a 13 year, $350 million contract. Yeah. And he said, no. So now I'm, I'm sitting there. I'm like, man, I don't want that fucker to leave, but how much goddamn money does he want? It's a lot of money. That's like Mike Trout level contract. Yeah. It's pretty ridiculous. 
Does he want more money? I think he, I personally think he wants less years. I don't think he wants to be locked down that long. Like I was, I was telling Kobe earlier, I said, keep the AAV, um, but knock it to like a five-year deal. And then, cause he, he's, I think his concern is whether or not Washington's going to wind up being competitive again with the youth they brought in. Yeah. It's a valid concern too. Yeah. So it's like, if in five years they still suck, then you bounce. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I, I saw that those numbers and it was absolutely ridiculous. Like, holy crap, thirteen for three fifty. Like, in my mind, we we I thought we saw those type of ridiculous contracts go away with Albert Pujols, and I was wrong, dude. They are still out there. Yeah. Because what was it that Mike Trout signed? It was massive. Mike Trout, I, I kind of got a little bit more because he was a uh, he was younger when he signed his. The four hundred twenty, yeah, four hundred twenty-seven million. Yeah. Well, how many? How many years was it? Twelve-year, four hundred twenty-six and a half million-dollar contract. Yeah. It's the largest in North American team sports history. That's insane. Yeah. How How old was he when he signed it? It was in twenty nineteen. I don't know how old he is now. He's th- so he's yeah, so 27? It made, yeah, it made a little bit more sense. When Pujol signed his ridiculous one, he was 30 already. Over 30, I think. Yeah. Now it's time for uh, me and Kobe to feel like pieces of shit because Juan Soto was literally born only a few months before I was. Yeah. And the man got offered $350 million over 13 years. And was like, no. Yeah, that one that one makes sense. You know why they would offer him at twenty three, but it, it does not make sense that he would turn it down, unless yeah, he, I mean, he really thinks he can get out there and get four fifty plus. I mean, like, it's not like he's been bad. Like he's batting. I mean, this last year he batted three thirteen. Like that yep. is insane. Yep. Crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Yeah, Speaking he, of crazy, did you guys watch the uh, NBA All-Star game yesterday? Not a lick. <laughs> I saw the names, and I was like, you know what? The dunk contest sucks this year. Three-point contest is whatever. I'll watch highlights. I'm sure my Twitter feed will blow up if something cool happens. Uh, let me put it this way. My Twitter feed didn't blow up, so I felt like it was boring. Yeah, I watched the first half. During halftime, I was like, yeah, this sucks. I'm going to go to bed. And, the only uh, thing that I've seen on it is the national anthem was apparently interesting. Oh, I don't remember. I remember O Canada, but I don't remember the national anthem. What the hell does that say about me? <laughs> um, yeah, Steph Curry did go off. It was pretty cool to watch uh, in the first half. I think he had eight threes in the first, eight threes in the second, so. Yeah, that's what it was. Fucking LeBron James was laughing at it. That's what it was. Oh. Well, I mean, you got Macy Gray singing the National Anthem. That's some weird shit. Also, like, what is the fucking NBA All-Star game? Because they were the one that had that horrible Fergie one, too. (laughs) Oh, I don't know. I don't know what their deal is. (laughs) 
it's it's like the most watched thing every year for the all-star games what's going to happen during the national anthem it has nothing to do with the game itself isn't macy gray british i've never heard of macy gray until uh today so oh no she's american she was she sang back or something i would know yeah yeah there might be i think it was from like the 90s it's uh I mean, it's even got one hit wonder as you, uh, yeah, as you as I Google, she was, she was not fantastic. I don't know why in my mind I thought that she was, uh, she was British, but it says she's from Canton, Ohio, which would explain why Why Cleveland all-star game. I, I, I I just pulled up like songs. I've never heard of any of these (laughs) that I try one. You might have heard at some point. Yeah, maybe like in life, if I listen to it, I'd be like, yeah, okay, I've heard that before. Hey, that's your music moment, buddy. No, I got that all ready to go. I actually, <laughs> I, I found this song by accident. I was, what, I'll, I'll prelude Hey, we're not even bit. there yet. Call I'll prelude it a little bit. I'm not going to say what it is, but I was just like, I just had, because uh, like Apple Music will do like a, uh, like a Your Station thing. And so I just had it set to Quinn's station on Apple Music, which it's all based off what I'm listening to all the time anyway. And this song just came up. And I and I literally, like, my phone was on the other side of the room charging. And I walked over and grabbed it. I was like, what the fuck is this? Because it, it just, I, I love it. But, uh, yeah, it, I, it, it's good. Das ist gut. Um, yeah, and then... Uh, Sammy, how much have you been following uh, hockey this year? Uh, quite a bit. The last couple of weeks have been difficult with being on the cruise and, and things like that. Oh, you know, speaking of trying to follow things on a cruise. So I'm trying to watch a soccer game one day. I go walk by the sports bar early and I said, hey, you guys going to have this game on? It's on at four o'clock. Uh, we only have ESPN Caribbean. I said, oh, all right. Well, I, I knew that just didn't know if the guy would know off the top of his head what was going to be playing. Cause usually if you go to a sports car on a cruise sports bar on a cruise ship, they know this guy didn't. So I go out and have a cigar, jump on my phone. We're still in port. So I got service. And, uh, it says in my, we were in Barbados. It said the game is going to be played on ESPN Caribbean. Sweet. That works. Right, I, I can watch it. So I go back in there and I tell the guy, yeah, it's on ESPN Caribbean in Barbados. That's where we're at. So we're fine. Oh, okay. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll have it on. I go back in there later. It's not on the TV. I'm like, Hey, can we get this on? Oh yeah. We don't get that channel. I said, dude, you told me we have ESPN Caribbean. See, yeah, we do. It says right here. I pointed to the phone again. Look right here. ESPN Caribbean Barbados. Yeah. We don't have that channel. So I figure out by the time we finished the cruise, they did not have ESPN Caribbean. I think they had regular ESPN coming from the United States, which is not normal. I've been on other cruises before and it's always ESPN Caribbean, but these idiots at the bar had no effing idea what channels they had. It was, it was bad. I wanted to fight them all. Oh, what a mess. Yeah. Uh, sorry. I was pissed. I got pissed again. <laughs> not pissed enough to be my number one bullshit, but. Curious, a uh, little prelude to that too. Is that going to come from the cruise? No. Oh. no. Was that, was that your cruise number one bullshit? I don't know, dude. I would just say the cruise was not great. So I enjoyed all the ports. We went to 
I'll run through the list quickly in my, my head. So we went, or yeah, allowed. So we went through Puerto Rico, St. Thomas, uh, St. Croix. So those are all U.S. territories. And then we got to the foreign ones, which was St. Martin, St. Lucia, Barbados, and St. Kitts. So we got to go to a different port every day. The ports were cool as shit. We had a good time in every port. The ship sucked. Um, I just, yeah, didn't enjoy it. Didn't enjoy the atmosphere. Bartender, this is what I, the story I just told you about the bartender was one of many where they suck. I ordered a Moscow mule at one point, and one bartender looked at the other and said, what's in that? Oh, dear like, God. Yeah. Then when it was made, it was made with a shot of vodka, 80% lemon juice, and then a splash of ginger beer at the top. And it was one of the worst things I've ever had in my mouth outside of the Navy. So it was pretty bad. God. But uh, so I guess this, this is the hockey thing I wanted to talk about. What's funny is it probably just about perfectly aligns with your cruise. Have you seen what the Calgary Flames are doing right now? No. So the Calgary Flames, uh, they were 20, 13, and 6. They were like right on the wild card fringe in the Western Conference. They have now won 10 straight games and are now the number one team of the Pacific Division. That's pretty impressive. They have caught absolute fire. That includes tonight. Did it the Flames? Uh-huh. Yeah, that was somewhat intentional. Tonight, they were tied with the Winnipeg Jets, and Eric Lindholm scores a goal with just 45 seconds remaining in the game. Oh, by the way, that's also his eighth game in a row with a goal. Yeah, they're playing some good hockey. Uh, yeah. Also, while you were on your cruise, uh, Sidney Crosby scored his 500th career goal. I did see that because, again, we got American ESPN. Oh, yeah, so it was probably on. So I did. They were playing did, the Flyers, too. So, so in hindsight, I should have known because at one point I walked through there and they had a hockey game on. And if we had... I lost you there for a second, Sammy. That's all right. My rant's over. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, it was funny because uh, uh, me and Kobe's boss at work is a huge Pens fan too. And going into that game, it was on a, it was uh, last Tuesday. Um, and I, I said to him, I said, hey, how cool would it be if Crosby scored his 500th career goal against the Flyers in Pittsburgh? And then he does it right at the start of the second period. And I was like, yep, that's about as perfect as that could have possibly gone. Yeah. Yeah, the entire, like, the whole team came off the bench and everything. He, like, stood up and did a salute to the crowd after after he was off the ice. It was, a, it was pretty cool. I wish I, I had, I could have gotten tickets to go to that, but I didn't. I could have got tickets to go to it, but I failed miserably. Yeah, I had to work until 7, and the game started at 7, so that makes things difficult. All, I literally saw the text come in that I could have gotten tickets for 20 bucks and almost called off work because I had a feeling it was going to happen. Hey, can I ask you about something negative in hockey? Sure. What in the hell happened to the New York Islanders? Right now, they are probably three teams back of 
the last wild card spot in the East. They were in the Eastern Conference Finals last year, took the Lightning to Game 7, had, gave up a shorthanded goal to lose that, so fluky. So had a very legit chance to make it to the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah. And they, well, hang on and real they, quick. Something else that needs to be plugged in when you say three teams back from the wild card spot, they might only be three teams back, but they have 43 points. Yeah. And the Bruins are the last wild card spot at 62. Oh, I didn't even look at the points. Oh yeah. Look at the points in the East, by yeah, the way, the Eastern, the Eastern conference playoff picture. We already know the eight teams in the East that are going to be playoff teams. Look at the yeah. freaking points. Yeah, I didn't even the Bruins are 10 points ahead of the Red Wings and they're the first team on the outside looking in. Yeah. It's just, it's just so weird that, and and the Islanders didn't lose anybody. Like that's the thing that's crazy to me. They were talking about the Islanders being a young up and coming team and looking like a, a, a future lightning dynasty type team. So here is, here's my theory on it. Um, the Islanders, obviously they have a solid coach in Barry Trotz. Yep. Um, but my theory on it is the lightning don't or the, the Islanders, they don't have like a true superstar anywhere. Like it's, it's all like pieces that would be like depth on almost like guys that are not, you, you don't look at, they've got all second and third liners. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And eventually teams are going to just outplay that not having a guy that you can rely on to, you know, get a, get a, at least a point every night is going to cause an issue. I mean, sure. You might have some guys catch fire here and there. I mean, fucking Eric Lindholm with the flames who, but yet, yeah. you know, eight game goal streak. But I, I just think the lack of talent finally caught up to him. Could be. I know that what they, what they were banking on was what they had was very young talent. Also, they figured it progressed. They all became sectors. Yep. Hey, while I'm saying that, I'm just going to point this out. I don't need an explanation, but I talked about the Easter Conference finalists in the New York Islanders. What about the Stanley Cup finalists in the Montreal Canadiens? Worst team in hockey. Yep. And that I did call. That was the flukiest fucking playoff run I have ever seen. I've never been so happy to see one team make it to the Stanley cup finals or a final in any, any league. It's like, Oh, this is a foregone conclusion for the lightning. Yeah. No, it was, it was fluky as shit. I called it the second it was happening. I was like that. This is not repeatable. No, no. They're the worst team in hockey. I was going to say they're also hurt. They're, they're number one forward, number one defenseman and starting goalie are all injured. Like that doesn't help. And that's the other thing when it comes to a team like the Canadians is when it comes to a playoff series, all you need is Carey Price to stand on his fucking head. Like if you go back and look, they got outplayed almost every game in the postseason, and Carey Price stood on his head. Yep, bailed him out. Yeah, and now he's not playing, and lo and behold, they're bad. Yeah, they're they're trash without him. Well, but we knew that. We knew that. The funny part is he wasn't even that good in the regular season last year. He just got got hot in the playoffs and got him to the Stanley Cup Finals. It's funny. I was I was looking because I wanted to see. I was look, pulling up the Islanders' goaltending play to see if maybe that was why. 
they uh, they haven't been as good this year. But Ilya Sorokin, uh, he actually has a better save percentage this year. His goals allowed average is not better. But so like he had a That's 918 so last year. He had a 921 this year. 217 goals allowed, 244 goals allowed this year. So he's allowing a little bit more. But he's also facing more shots if his percentage is going up. Yep. Hey, good math there, buddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shit. He's played 10 more games this year. That are well, so he started 11 more games this year than he did last year. Um, already, and he has faced over 400 more shots in 11 that's, more starts. That's crazy. Yeah, last year, all season in the regular season, at least, he faced 563 shots. Uh, this year, he's already faced 973. Well, there you go. Looks like it's the the blue line that's killing. I was gonna say, yeah, it might be a defensive issue. Yep, I would say. Yeah. Now, what I can say is I haven't spent a lot of time paying attention to them. Um, probably talked to Tom. Tom's an Islanders fan, so. Mm, I just more found it interesting. I've been watching them all year because I thought that they were going to be good. Yeah. And they never caught fire like I thought they would. Oh God. Did you uh, see that whole thing with Brad Marchand punching Tristan Jari? I did. That was ridiculous. You know, I gotta, I gotta find it because I sent it. Where he, he's just such a, I don't even know what the word for it is. Just a douchebag, man. Like you, you look at him, you want to punch him in the face, and then you watch him play. Oh God! Yeah. Here's what I wanted to find. Did you hear what it was that Jari said to Marchand that set him off? No, I didn't hear that. <laughs> Marshan testified because he he appealed the six game suspension. Okay. And, and and when he testified, uh, it was asked what it was that Jari said to him that led to him punching him. He said Jari saved a shot, looked at him, and said, "How about that fucking save?" And then he <laughs> punched him. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> oh God. Uh, yeah, go back you... to go back to licking people, Brad. Oh man. That's funny. Like of all the dumb things to set somebody off. And my favorite part of the whole thing is this time last year when our Timmy Panarin went off on somebody, Marsham was like, I can't believe someone would be so weak to let words get to them. It just makes oh, it yeah. even better. Yeah. He's an idiot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, Tuka Rask retires midseason for the Bruins, which I think I called uh, about this uh, uh, playoff time last year. When I said I, I, I was shocked the Bruins even brought him back for you to just walk out on your team in the middle of a postseason. You don't do that and get your job back. Like that's like like shit. Let's say you know you're working fast food, right? And it's the middle of the lunch rush at Taco Bell, and you just walk out. I don't think they're gonna come calling you the next day and being like, "Please come back." I would doubt it. I don't care if you're the best burrito wrapper they've ever seen. You walk out mid-lunch rush. I mean, it's kind of like your boy Vontae Davis just deciding that he was done with the NFL at halftime of yep. the Bills game. Against the Chargers. Uh, was it? Yeah, that was the <laughs> game. That was the game that they started Nathan Peterman and he threw like six interceptions. <laughs> he just up and decided at <laughs> halftime. <laughs> he was, he Fuck was this done. shit. 
he was done with the NFL and he was going to retire and he never went back and played. No, he was like, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> it was, Bro, like, I wish. Was it early in the season too? Well, let's see. It was, it, it was week been. one. No, it absolutely was not week one. Cause that was the year the Chargers started 0 and 4 and went 9 and 8 that year. It was that it was, season. It was week two. I just looked him up. It was week two. He retired. Is it week two? What fucking yeah, it was it was week two. Maybe that maybe it's the season later. No, it was the it was the season after the 0 and 4 to 9 and 8. But yeah. Because I remember I was at um I was at my buddy's place in Virginia Beach and his dad was starting the Chargers defense. So we had the Chargers game up, even though they're Bucks fans. And like in like a thousand dollar money league for fantasy, like it, it, dudes are crackhead. Um, yeah. But uh, and, and the Chargers defense got like five interceptions and housed two of them in the first half, and, <laughs> and he was losing his mind. And then Vontae Davis retired at halftime. Do you know how much money I would have paid to be a fly on the wall in that locker room when he went up to the coaching staff and said, "I'm retiring right now"? Oh, so, <laughs> oh so my god. Up. Yeah, so so I, it, the only way I heard about it was McAfee. So Google Pat McAfee, Vontae Davis. They used to play together on the Colts. Right. So so McAfee has talked to him since then, and he he tells the story and talks about it. But you got to hear the Vontae Davis or yeah Vontae uh, voice because he's got a real high voice. He's like, yeah, Pat, I just decided enough was enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see if you can find it. It's hilarious. Pat McAfee. I have to check it out. Va- Vontae Davis. Uh, it, oh, dude, so funny. I still love the uh, the Pat McAfee story about when he lived in Morgantown and there was a lion on the loose in Morgantown. Yeah, he's he's a good storyteller, man. Yeah. Red 18. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what else we got for today? Kobe, is there anything in the world of sports you want to hit on? Uh, no, not really. That's about all I got. I'm excited for the uh, Pred Stadium series this weekend. Dude, that stadium looks sick. Yeah, have, have think... you seen Have you seen it, Sammy? I have not. So like, of course it's at Nissan Stadium in in Nashville. Basically, they have like music notes and like guitars and shit like around the outside of the j- Just look it up. I can't I can't do that. <laughs> you were going to try and just said screw it. All right, I'll take a look at it. Anything else there that you want to talk about, Kobe? But not, not really, no. See if I, I'm seeing if I can find the image so that uh, Sammy could see it. Nah. But it, oh, there it is. Because yeah, they're playing the lightning. Oh, that is cool. Thanks. That's what I really wanted right there. Yeah, that's cool. I hope the Lightning whoop their ass. Yeah, no, that place is going to be awesome. I mean, the Lightning will probably whoop their ass, but that's not the point. I feel the three-peat. I'm going to have to dump on FanDuel and, and throw down my futures bet. Nah, nah, nah. And juice we trust. Oh, no, no. I mean futures bet on Stanley Cup. I feel a three-peat. When is the fucking NHL's trade deadline? Because there's going to be some wild shit, I think, that's going to go down. It's uh, another month. I was reading an article about the other day. I think it's March 21st. 
Yep, there it is. Monday, March 21st. Yeah, look at nailed you. It. Yeah, because there's, like, I think the Flyers are going to move Claude Giroux, which is going to be huge. There are going to be a few other big names on the on the move at the deadline. It, there's going to be a, a Marc-Andre Fleury. Like, there's going to be some big names. Yeah, there you go, John Klingberg. I'm very curious to see what some of these top-end teams do. I could see the Carolina Hurricanes making a big splash play. Um, Panthers. Yeah, the, I, I could definitely see the Panthers. Uh, the Penguins, the Lightning could maybe make a move. Lightning can't make a move. Uh, the Avalanche out west. I'd actually, that's where I have Claude Giroux going is to Colorado. So I think that'd be crazy. Oh, speaking of the Colorado Avalanche, do you see fucking Nathan McKinnon slash the piss out of a ref the other day? <laughs> I did not. I saw I saw a ref in a minor league game get punched in the face. <laughs> how, uh, how many games did he get for it? So here's the thing is it literally just happened and the ref didn't call a penalty on it. And yeah, here's the one that I wanted. Yeah. This is what I saw earlier. Yeah. The ref didn't call it because, and so there's the theory that like, he might've just seen like black pants and thought it was a Boston Bruin and slashed the fuck out of him. Oh, watch. Oh yeah, he does. (laughs) He slashed the fuck out of him. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, and it's like, man, if because the the rule is it's an automatic 10, 10 games. It's a it's you're ejected the second it happens, and it's supposed to be a 10-game suspension. So for the best player in the NHL. Yeah. Like well, I guess that would be McDavid, but one of the best players in the yeah, NHL. Yeah, I mean, definitely, definitely in in that conversation. What if the lineman said, How about that fucking puck drop? <laughs> 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 they just I just love that everyone's just roasting Brad Marchand now. Yeah. Jury's well, neck protector. <laughs> yeah, I love like Yeah, there you go. Shouldn't that be an automatic game misconduct and an automatic 10 game suspension? I know Vermet got nailed for slashing an official a few years ago. Yeah. USPHL player got a lifetime ban for punching a ref just recently. 10 game suspension. That's what I was just talking about. Yeah. 10 game suspension for a major league slashing a linesman is very reasonable. Yeah. It's literally called an abusive official penalty. It's going to have to happen. Yeah. Um, Speaking of uh, abusive and official, we had a player on WVU's roster uh, punch a ref uh, two weekends ago. And, uh, yeah, he, it, that was a fun, I was running a PA announcing and score sheet and I, I was wearing a lot of hats that game. And there were like four penalties called in the last 45 seconds of that game. One of them was a player punching a ref. So that was fun. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, you know, them making me do all that work was kind of bullshit, but it wasn't Sammy's number one bullshit. Number one bullshit. Oh, number one bullshit. Thanks Quinn. So it's been a while since I had one of these and I had a lot of things saved up and I went back and forth what I was going to do. And then this week I was, or last week I was down in new Orleans and down there. I'm like, Hey, I like to watch a good basketball game. Pelicans, not a good basketball team, however, but that means I can get very cheap tickets to watch some, some games. So I looked, they got the Raptors Monday and they've got 
the Memphis Grizzlies on Tuesday. Dude, this is perfect. I'll go watch some John Moran. I think I've told you guys before that I watched him and he played the NCAA tournament before he went, hit the draft. Oh, John Moran. And he was fantastic to watch in college. It's one of the best atmospheres at any sporting event I'd been to. Just fun as hell. And he was electrifying his all, all get out. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go check out John Morant. I look at tickets. I can get ticket, tickets as cheap as $6. There was a $200 floor ticket available. I talked to the wife. I thought about it. I said, all right, if it gets down to $150, i am going to hit this floor tickets. I'm by myself. Uh, like I'm only about a half mile away from the, the arena, so it's not that like I'm that big of a loser. Uh, they go completely out of my way. So the tickets don't drop for the floor seats. I end up settling for about 15 rows up in the lower section, about $40 a ticket or $40 for my one ticket. Yeah, you can't beat that. Yeah, yeah. I, it was great, great seats. I was about even with the free throw line. I sit down, watching warm-ups, and I'm like, this is effing weird. Where's my boy John Morant? So I jump on the Twitter machine. Guess who decided that they just wanted to take a break and not play that day? Because again, the Pelicans. <laughs> it was sucked. the Pelicans. So they ended up winning by 20 anyway. I sat there with this bullshit ass game that I gave zero Fs about. Just wanted to watch John Morant, and the son of a bitch didn't even play. Like that has got to be my number one bullshit. We didn't get God. the floor ticket. So yeah, exactly. So my wife called me. Uh, right as they were doing like the intros and everything. And she said, Hey, I just looked it up. John Morant's not playing. Yeah. Thanks. Asshole. I already know. <laughs> Four ticket. No, but if you're going to bust my balls, I should have. So yeah, that's my number one bullshit. Like, come on, give us at least a little bit more heads up. Literally it was announced 45 minutes before the tip. Like, why would you announce it at that point? Announce it early enough where people like me who are just casual fans and want to go check out, an all-star can decide, Hey, I don't really give a shit about smoothie King arena and the shitty ass Pelicans. And it's not like, I mean, and Zion's fat, so it's not like he's playing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's, he's super fat. Like what was the best player on the floor that game? Probably. I mean, the Pels had Brandon Ingram, uh, yeah. what Jonas Valanciunas. Well, so let me tell you about Jonas Valanciunas. I learned something watching him live. That's the softest mofo i've ever seen in my life dude he is so shit it's the thing look at his he finished the game with 19 points eight rebounds so if you just look at the box we're like oh Jonas had a good game he was getting dunked on by steven adams like every effing time down the well, court we're the talking about aquaman here dude steven adams had 20 points you know when the last time steven adams scored 20 points he was living in New Zealand. I'm sure of it. So, like, it was absolutely absurd. He just got bullied. And then he started getting bullied by small dudes. He's, he's soft as shit, man. I hate him. I want to just punch him in the neck. Punch Reminds him in the neck. I mean, you can't tell me the fucker doesn't look just like Aquaman, though. Oh, yeah, I do. I know. Yeah, he absolutely does. <laughs> Except for, holy shit, he doesn't have a beard in that picture. Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah he's, definitely he's, good call on the beard, Steven. Um Yeah, that's my number one bullshit. <sighs> Give me a like, heads up if you're not going to play. It's like, why was why was the All-Star game more important than a game that actually fucking matters? They won anyway. They won by 20 know, anyway. Yeah. Well, I guess, yeah, the Pels are still fucking dog shit. Um, 
Yeah, they're, they're bad. But you know what isn't? Nice steak. That brings us into this week's prime beef take. Thanks, Quinn. Um, I'm going to be a homer for a minute talk about the Steelers hiring Brian Flores. Um, I'll, there's been a lot of criticism come out on the Roonies, you know, the old Steeler way and not and only promoting from within. And a lot of criticism on Mike Tomlin, not like – they never hire a lot of uh, like expensive coordinators typically. And he, the criticism stepped up, especially after they uh, didn't re-sign Todd Haley and let him go. Um, and just kept promoting lower level guys and that he wants full autonomy of everything. And that's why nobody wants to come coach in Pittsburgh. And it was this whole dramatic thing. And then insert Brian Flores. And now everybody's shut up about it. I mean, I, I say everybody mostly just, Steelers people, but that's the biggest uh, complaint a lot of people have with Tomlin is that he doesn't, um, you know, want his uh, assistants to have any um, say in anything. I don't know. What do you guys think of the Brian Flores signing there? That is the biggest sign of no one else wanted me that I've ever seen. It's like I sued the NFL, and lo and behold, I couldn't get a job offer in the NFL. Let me go from head coach to not even a defensive or offensive coordinator, but a step below that. What is he like the linebackers coach or something? Linebackers coach. Yeah. Linebacker. He went from a head coach to linebackers coach. The only step down I've seen worse than that was Adam Gase, who can't even head coach at the high school level now. Well, and the shitty thing is, is Brian Flores doesn't deserve it. Well, I mean, he did once he sued the league. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Once he decided he was going to sue the NFL, I was like, well, he's fucked. Like, and I'm not saying the lawsuit isn't justified. It's just, you know, once you sue the organization that you're working in, the odds of you getting a job in that organization becomes slim to none. What what it really does is it speaks to how good of a coach Brian Flores is that he was still even able to get a job after suing the NFL. Yeah, I... uh... I don't know. Do you guys really think that him suing the NFL had anything to do with it? Oh, hundred percent. I think, yeah. I don't know if that's like, like, I'm not saying that's why he got hired, but I'm saying that's why he had to take such a large step yeah. down. Yeah. I, I, I know what you're saying. I uh, see. Uh, like you can't tell me there wasn't an OC or DC job, specifically a DC job out there somewhere that someone would have loved to have Brian Flores. Yeah. I just, I give the NFL more credit for being an intelligent business organization. And if that were the case, I mean, that really is shooting yourself in the foot. It's one thing, which I, I, I don't agree with the... All because Kaepernick. Bill Belichick doesn't know how to use a phone. I don't agree with the, the, the Kaepernick basically getting frozen out thing. I, I, I mean, to me, it, it is, it, it's whatever. He should have still been able to get back into the league. But the NFL had no legal issue with that. There's a, there's a lawsuit in place currently from this guy. And if you're saying that they colluded to even after the lawsuit was issued to still not put him in a, in a coordinator position or above. I mean, I, like I said, I give the NFL more credit from, from just being smart legally. I don't know. I think them fuckers is dumb as shit. <laughs> my, my theory is that uh, he, where he's the senior um, assistant or whatever, he was offered 
maybe co-defensive coordinator. I don't know. And they just already promoted him before he became available. I'm not sure. I think he's going to have more authority than. He's going to have more say than most linebacker coaches. Sure. Yes. That's still one hell of a step down. It, oh, no, no, I'm not arguing that at all, but. Like, I'm just hard-pressed to believe that he didn't have a D.C. job available before he decided he was going to sue the league. That, that's just my take on it. Again, I say I, I give the NFL more credit from a legal perspective. And I'm not even saying it's like the NFL colluded. I'm more saying, like, a team's looking for a defensive coordinator, and they're like, well, we have all these options. And it's like, this guy's probably the best option. But if we bring him in, it brings in the firestorm of the fact that he's actively suing the league. Let's stay away from that. Let's bring in this guy who's also good at being a defensive coordinator. And good at not suing the league. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. Because <laughs> that's the same thing with that. That's the same reason Kaepernick got froze out of the league was it wasn't you know, it's like, yeah, this guy's a mediocre quarterback, but if we bring him in, it brings in this shitstorm of of media as well. Let's bring in this other mediocre quarterback instead. Well, they did in his case, they did find out that he colluded or that there was collusion to to not sign him. Um, yeah, but like, that one, but with that one, there was no lawsuit at the time. That's the thing. The fact that there would be an open lawsuit. Yeah, I'm not, I, I don't think there was collusion. I just think it was media firestorm and teams not wanting to be a part of that. Could be. Could be. I'd hire him. I'd hire him for what he did at Miami. Yeah, I'd, I'd have actually loved to see him get hired as the Chargers defensive coordinator. And, I, and at the end of the day, I think, it's a great, I think it's a great move for Pittsburgh because I yeah, think I do too. he's a great coach. Yeah, I think – and I, I – especially as young as the linebacker room is in Pittsburgh, I think uh, he's going to bring a lot more out of guys like Devin Bush than what we saw this last year. My worry is um, what his relationship is going to be with Minka. Who cares? He's he's the linebacker coach. Yeah. Stay in your lane. Go talk to the linebackers. (laughs) Well, I just know that's like one of the first things Brian Flores did was get Minka out of there. Well, and that's, I mean, in some of that, it's it's not even like a, like it doesn't even necessarily have to be a bad terms thing. It's like, hey, you know, this team's not in a position to win right now. We need asset, we need future assets more than we need a current star. It was two, two first, right? Yeah. Two first, first safety. You just won? Yeah, it was just the next year's first rounder. Oh. But even still, I'm like, Sometimes you need future assets over current stars, and that's where the Dolphins were when he stepped in. It's not like that team was good. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, would be real funny is if he steps in and then the Steelers trade uh, Minka again. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I'll cry. <laughs> Didn't you like just recently get a Minka jersey too? I don't have a Minka jersey yet, no. Oh, I thought you had one. No, that's I think that's my next one. Well, right, what else we got? What else we got for today, fellas? Uh, that's all I have planned, unless someone else has uh, something they want to toss in here. 
I'm good. All right. Well, I should maybe toss in a salad. All right, salad tosser. Where can they find you? Ah, damn it. Yes, you beat me to it. I like it. You're a good host. <laughs> you got me. You can, you can find me on Twitch. What's that? Go ahead. <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter at beefgarvin36. Please don't message me about salad tossing. Please do it. Just, you know what? No, follow him on Twitter and just DM him a GIF of someone tossing a salad. Yikes. No, Quinn, I don't want that on my... <laughs> yeah. Blow his phone up tomorrow. Yikes. I'm changing your contact in my phone. All right. You can find me at Samuel underscore Gordon. You can talk to me about anything that you would like to discuss with the exception of salad toss. <laughs> uh, you can find me on twitter at quinn underscore kusky um just like sammy i talked to you about anything i love especially now that like nba and nhl seasons are really starting to ramp up love to talk to you about that uh you you know maybe you want to talk about what uh you want to see from your team this nfl offseason uh maybe you want to talk about hockey and the trade deadline who you want your team to go after or maybe you want them to trade away somebody um you know, yeah, let's, let's talk some sports. Uh, like Sammy said, though, don't talk to me about salad tossing. You want to talk about that beefs, the expert here, um, beef garden 36. He's the salad tossing expert. Go hit him up for that. What I, what I do have for you though, is a music moment. This is the band that I was just talking about before where I was like, yeah, found them at complete random. Thanks to Apple music. Uh, I've listened to this whole album. They've only got one album, so they're real small. Um, and I think they're fucking badass. The band is called Fox Lake. Uh, they got like this, like kind of like new, I'm seeing like this resurgence of new metal from like the late nineties, early two thousands. They have that vibe too. Uh, Fox Lake, the, the song is called tunnel vision. It's badass. Here it is. We're out. Peace. No sound pollution, pure execution. You can feel the fusion of a low grade heart attack in a place to be. No looking back. So take your best shot. You might lay a few hits, but guaranteed you never heard shit like this. So No, it's business regarded. Most records I'm hearing are nothing but garbage. And I do not care if you wanna be critical. Vomit a bar on my face is no miracle. That I'm hissing in your eyes is pitiful. Scratching and crawling, you count the days on a wall and you sell and you fade with age. Hey, what the fuck? Getting back on like groceries. Getting put down like we got bad knees. That hate spots your smoke screen. Love it or leave it, which one is your thing? You can get fucked to get down with it. Shaolin, bring mad pain. We slam hard. Wu Tang, we won't let's talk more. Bang, bang, bang. Break, bang.